Cloud and Clear, the podcast by SADA for innovative business leaders and technology enthusiasts, where we explore how Google Cloud is transforming the industry and what that means to you. Now, here's your host, Tony Safoyan. Super excited today to have the incomparable, very special, my very special guest right here in Austin. We're doing this again live on location, which mm-hmm. I love. And uh, my special guest today is Jennifer Chasen, Director for Google Cloud in the Western States and Southern California. That's right. Thank L- you. Little tiny territory. Just a small territory. Western States. Few states. <laughs> I can just about spell them all. Yeah, we just wrapped uh, doing our event out here for Formula One. Mm-hmm. I think it was very, very um, uh, invigorating. Yep. It's not usual for us to do weekend events, but this is really, really cool. Yeah, it's great to just have customers in a different environment and just to, to see the connectivity between Google and you guys and the customers just kind of like the trifecta. Together. Together in a fun environment, um, in a great way that people feel that they can just have some great conversation, yeah. give us some feedback. One team. One team, that's it's right. Great customer experience. Yeah. That's what we aim for. Mm-hmm. This is a great model. We should totally do this in the Western States. And so SoCal. Yeah, my brain is already worrying as to where we're going to do the uh, the next locations and the fun stuff that we can do around it as well. We have an awesome new office in Seattle. Yeah, that could be a good we destination. do. We have a great space there, right on front, uh, right on the South Lake Union. So right. it's got some pretty incredible views as well. An amazing office in LA. Yeah, yeah, it's Spruce Goose. It's Bruce I Goose. didn't even know what the Spruce Goose was until I joined Google. Howard Hughes, beautiful yeah. building. Yeah. In, in, in typical Google fashion, I think the, the core architecture has been retained mm-hmm, as you guys right. have modernized the space yeah. to completely new use. I've learned whenever, whenever I'm in that office to not wear heels yeah. because it's quite a long distance between all the different meeting rooms. And it's an airplane hangar. And it's an airplane hangar, yeah. For, for the largest plane ever built. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> no right. Deal. Well, it's really great to have you here. I know that you know we connected almost immediately as you joined. Mm-hmm. As I tend to do, I, I, I tend to reach out to the new executives who join the organization. I feel like, you know, we've been on this journey with Google for 12 plus years and now I have so many more people to work with (laughs) that are coming from other places in the enterprise that have done this before. Yeah, you must have just seen ridiculous growth. I mean, we feel it at Google, but you've been with us on that journey for so long, so. Yeah, now if I look at our numbers, it's literally been 60% Kager for like 19 years straight. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And I don't feel like it's going to slow down. Uh, hopefully not. That's why, that's why I joined. <laughs> that's why we call it the rocket ship. Well, let's talk about that you know, decision to join. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, you're, you're part of this, what I call the new generation of leaders that have come on board, uh, you know, in and around uh, Thomas Curian and Rob Enslin coming on board. Yeah. And so I'm sure that's not an easy decision. No, it was um, it was a hard decision. You know, I, I spent a long time at Microsoft and, and just had a great time, great people. And Microsoft as a company are incredible. I mean, the way that they innovate and the things that they're doing for the greater good. I mean, incredible company. But it, for me, it was more of a personal decision about how I think about my career, how I think about my own personal growth. And I'm someone that likes to to be challenged. And I'm someone that really likes to be outside of my comfort zone. Because yeah. for me, that's the only way that I learn. Um, and so I was, I, I started to realize that I was craving that. And uh, I was also very intrigued by what Google were doing because obviously I came across them in, in many different scenarios. Um, and I saw people like 
Thomas Kurian, learned more about him and his background, um, with Rob Ensling coming on, just seeing all of these people join. You get to a point saying, well, they're not probably all wrong, and they know something that I don't know. Um, But I was always um, impressed by Google's ability to innovate. But the thing that really got me um, to focus on Google as the next step in my own journey was just their culture. I mean, I am culture first and foremost. I love people, I love leading teams, I love coaching, I love mentoring. And um, and ultimately, in, it, in order to be able to do all of that, you've got to be in a culture that allows you to collaborate and across boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because of where we are in the market right now, there is such this surge in energy for growth. We're all running in the same direction. Um, and we have lots of different organizations that are supporting us. But it, it just feels very genuine and very authentic in terms of how we want to grow our market. Yeah. Um, we have a ton of humility. Um, we've got tons of growth, tons of opportunity. Um, but we haven't we haven't figured it all out right now. And I think that's why you see both the external uh, focus, but also we've got just a ton of amazing people who've been at Google for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so our ability to leverage their expertise of growing up in Google, of seeing some of our other businesses on the consumer side growing and the success that we've had and then being able to apply that to cloud. So really bringing all these different types of people together. It's just, it's really exciting to be a part of. And I'm always, I, um, my husband will tell you this, I deeply suffer from FOMO. (laughs) And so when I thought about, okay, at some point, I, you know, I need to go and do something else somewhere else. I need to prove to myself that um, the capability I have isn't just because I know everybody. Right. Um, and I know how to get things done. Right. So I wanted to prove to myself. But also I wanted to do it at a time where I could also bring some expertise and some some skills and some experience to help the, to be part of the build. Yeah. Everybody that joins Google, they join because at heart we're all builders. Right. Whether it's building products or it's building teams building a culture. I mean, that's really what I'm trying to do in Western States and SoCal is build our culture and really drive um, kind of deep cross collaboration amongst all of my teams. Mm-hmm. You know, actually getting uh, one of my uh, FSRs in, in the healthcare team in Colorado to work with my healthcare, you know, guy and girl in Seattle and Los Angeles. Um, it's very easy to get very focused in just your own territory. And so trying to just open up some of those channels of communication, but it's it's really good fun. You're really in a unique position, as a lot of the new leaders are, to be such a big uh, contributing factor to the culture moving forward. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons for that is you're actually taxed, taxed with building a massive new team. Yeah. yeah. Like, how, like how, what's going to happen to your headcount in the next months well I, you know i think thomas Corian and, and you know we haven't been shy about talking about our expected growth um you know double triple and so when you start to think about that you uh you have to take a step back because at the end of the day i want to build a, a, such a strong foundation to create an organization that continue it, growth should be easy whether it's adding headcount adding more customers um, I want to grow in a way that gives everybody the opportunity to succeed. Um, and when you think about the kind of geography that I cover, you know, there's a lot of different things to think about. Um, and every market is different. Yes. You know, it's, um, I, I joke with my colleagues in San Francisco and the Bay, um, the types of conversations I'm having with my customers are probably night and day from yeah. the kinds of conversations they're having with their customers. Yeah. Um, you know, I just found myself recently having a discussion 
um, with a CIO in Colorado about how do we how do we think about transforming their business and their own paper mills. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's just a completely different conversation. And you think about, you know, I live in uh, in Seattle. And so, um, you know, I'm competing against all of my buddies at Microsoft and Amazon. Yeah. You know, it's fun. It's fun. There's, there's so much business for all of us. But then I have to think about how do I build that business in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah. Um, and then you think about Southern California, geographically a huge market, yeah. but with some very distinct industries. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about geo. You have to think about industry, but first and foremost, you have to think about customer and you have to think about your employees. I want to make sure that we build a strong business as possible that puts the customer at the center. And that has always got to be our focus. But I also want, again, to enable my people to be great, um, to be successful and retaining and attracting talent is something that I'm very passionate about. And I think if you build a, a structure um, they can continue to grow, can continue to evolve as well, though, as we learn. You know, that's the goal. Um, so it's, again, it's just, it's one of the things that I love doing, you know, so building these kinds of teams out and, and getting the right DNA of people. That's the other right. thing. You've got, right. to, you've got to be... The right combination. Yeah, you've got to be thoughtful about it. You've got to balance out your leaders. Yeah. And then you have to balance out the different personalities. Um, and again, you have to think about it. You know, these people, this is their career as well. Mm-hmm. So making sure that we're setting them up for success and not failure. I've learned recently the difference between culture fit and culture bad. Yeah. Yeah. People used to say culture fit all the time. And I used to say culture fit all the time. But then, you know, more evolved thinking says that you actually don't want to hire people that are identical. Correct. Yeah. The culture ad is this idea that you want people to have, you know, core values in, in, uh, in common, mm-hmm. um, fundamental core values, wanting to win customers first, being easy to work yeah. with all those things, but, um, having the right vision, Yeah. but you want people to be additive. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, diversity is everything, um, in, in all, in all aspects of life. Um, but I think for us as well, we're going to look different in six months and 12 months and two years, hopefully not completely different because you also have to have some period of stability where people can, um, where people can learn. But we also have to think about what does tomorrow look like? And are we hiring the people today that we need tomorrow? And so I, when I think about recruiting people, I actually look at it very broadly and I'm really, um, I'm intrigued to bring in people that have got different types of experience. Um, and again, I also now am very focused, um, internally, uh, looking at different experiences. We've got some people who are over on Google ads or Google maps and, you know, learning cloud is something that isn't insignificant, but at the same time, some core skill sets that people have around building relationships, mm-hmm. building businesses, knowing how to go have a, a discussion. There are some things that, uh, that just can't be learned. Right. It's just, you know, it's ingrained in your soul. Um, and so again, I'm really focusing on building as diverse a team as possible and, and leveraging, you know, different experiences that people can bring. So as you're making decisions around, let's just talk about managers for, for, for a minute. What are the attributes that really stand out to you mm-hmm. in a leader you would hire who then would have a team of FSRs, you know, yeah. like, like a Meg Tucker, right? Um, in, in those roles, like what, what are the, what are the attributes or the qualities like sometimes like, you know, I interviewed a lot of people as well and sometimes it's the intangibles, but, um, how do you, how do you turn that into something that would produce, uh, 
high degree of success. Yeah. So I think about there's a few different kind of personality traits that I I am attracted to, and it doesn't mean I'm it's the same type of person. But first of all, just you know, um, boundless energy. And Meg is, is one of them. There's just a ton of energy and drive. Um, because I think about it as we've got to, you know, people, uh, you know, the energizer bunny. Mm-hmm. And you want that energy to be infectious because what we do is hard yeah. and we all work incredibly hard. Yes. Um, and that's true of everybody. And so having someone who's truly energetic and passionate about their craft, about what they want to do, um, that's, that's really important to me. Um, authenticity is really high up for me. Uh, there are different ty- types and styles of leaders, but I believe that authenticity is really uh, a trait that makes a huge difference in every conversation we have, whether it's internally or externally with partners, with customers. Um, and then people also that um, want to have a lot of fun, but can have tough conversations. And that's not, you know, it's, it's a hard balance. Um, because again, we have a lot to do and we're going to grow aggressively, but that means we need to run our businesses very effectively. That's right. And, and again, we have to learn to do that as Google Cloud. And so again, bringing that energy level, that fun of everything we do is going to be great, but at the same time, our results speak for themselves. Um, yeah, especially in sales. Especially in sales. Yeah. So it, it's, <laughs> it's kind of, uh, those are the kinds of things that, that I certainly look for. But I'm also someone I want to take risks on people. Someone took a risk on me back in the day uh, when I moved from being an individual contributor and went into a manager role. And so I'm also, when I think about people coming into manager roles, I'm also looking to people that have been in individual roles, Mm -hmm. but I believe have got the skills and the capability. And I think the biggest thing for me um, is inclusivity. Mm -hmm. We, We cannot have an ego as we build these. So we have to have a very inclusive approach, um, which is about the greater good of the team and not the individual. Yeah. Because you can't do it alone, apart from yeah. everything else. No, I think it's a very difficult balance in sales. You know, you have a certain sellers who are fantastic individual contributors or rainmakers. The challenge with them is how do you get them to think even before they have a leadership role? And maybe a leadership role is never right for them. Like right. it just doesn't end up ever being right for them. They don't want it, right? But how do you get them to think about the greater good of the territory or the mm-hmm. segment or the or Google Cloud yeah. or the brand? And it's um, in 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 a in an industry that has traditionally been very coin operated in sales. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the toughest things to balance. But I think part of the Google ethos kind of requires that. Yes. To some extent, yeah. you want to balance it. You've got to balance it. I mean, a big demand that we have right now for our leaders, and I think that's why they all want to be leaders at Google, is because I need them to be the player coach. Mm-hmm. I want them in the customers. I want shared accountability between them and the rep. And I include myself in that as well. Sure. We kind of divide and conquer about how we, um, what levels of interaction we have with different customers. But I want people that are going to jump in with two feet because it's the only way you can do it at Google. Um, and I want people that are happy in that environment. Um, gone are the days where we have managers who are just sitting behind, you know, spreadsheets, yeah. managing the business from, from that point. That wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, and the, the exciting thing about having these, these sales manager roles at Google is it's just so much fun being in front of a customer. Yeah. It's fun hearing the feedback. 
Um, it's fun taking that feedback and then figuring out how can we impact change. And every single one of my leaders is fully empowered to impact that change, not only for their own organization, as they think about trying, you know, growing their region, but across these different organizations as well. I'm a big fan of all the technology we use, but getting there's, there's nothing like getting in front of a customer or peer or partner, especially customers. Yeah. I don't recall a time where I went and met with a customer and didn't learn something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for the, you know, we were onboarding a lot of people right now. And uh, I, I just talked to one of my new leaders the other day and, um, and he's like, okay, where, where do I even start yet? I'm like, okay, <laughs> just go talk to your customers. Yeah. Just go talk to your customers. As many as you can. As many as you can. Go to cloud space. Yeah. Listen and learn and just completely envelop yourself in that because that will then help you understand where you need to spend your time yeah. um, getting up to speed and getting ready. Because there's just, there's not enough hours in the day, but my experience so far with customers has been fantastic, meaning very, very open. They really appreciate the attention that mm -hmm. we give them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they give us a lot of constructive feedback mm -hmm. as well, which is always appreciated. I think they're tough, but fair. Yeah, I think they absolutely are. And, you know, most of them, um, they genuinely want to, see us succeed because if we can succeed it will help them succeed that's right so it really does feel more like a partnership approach um than some of the experience i've had before and i think they want to live in a world that has choices yeah. and options and healthy competition that's right they want to they want google cloud to do well because they like the choice yeah and we talked about this earlier today with our customers you know we all the competition is great because we want it makes us all better yeah. Uh, we all bring something unique to the market. We all do have a, a kind of a slightly different proposition, and and it's a big market out there. Mm, so um, you know, again, competition is good and it's healthy. I always say this. You know, there's not even enough people, Google plus all of its partners, to really fulfill the entirety of the demand yeah, that right. exists today or ten yeah. years from now. Like there's so much demand, um, and I think competition certainly makes. Uh, Google better mm -hmm. and the others. Yeah, they are. They're all. They all have to change and pivot and learn from each other. We look at our, you know, I call um, worthy rivals in the same way in mm -hmm. the partner ecosystem. Yeah. Like, I, I actually need them to be successful because, you know, uh, it makes uh, sort of a high tide lifts all boats yeah. kind of scenario. Um, but it is a, a, a remarkably different thing, as I see all the new leaders coming in, they're coming in from Salesforce, Amazon, mm -hmm. Microsoft, SAP, Oracle. They're coming from market leading positions. Yeah. They're coming from positions where they're the default, yeah. the go-to, uh, they've owned a certain space for a very, very long time. And they're all choosing to come here where mm -hmm. you're number three. Yeah. Seems like a daunting task. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not for the faint of heart. Um, but the common, I would say the common denominator and all of those people that you just described and more, it's it's grit. Like we all have grit. Um, you know, we all work hard, we come to work every day, we're away from our families and from our friends. So working in this kind of environment where it's just, it's a big challenge every day. Some people love that and some people like more of the predictability. Yeah. They like more of the, you know, they want to go to a well-oiled machine thing, AWS, mm. very, very well-oiled machine, knows how to execute in the enterprise space. And some people um, inherently love the predictability of that while it's still challenging. Um, so yes, Google does attract just a certain type of mindset. And so it's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, I, I, I definitely, I've got some, yeah, some great friends and colleagues who, 
you know, I, when I think about them and think about them and here at Google, I'm like, maybe come in two years' time. Yeah. Because we haven't got everything figured out yeah. right now. You know, we're still working through things. We're maturing as an organization. There's some great leaders that are, are working on that. But, um, you know, the grass isn't always green. And it's just you, you just have to be honest about the types of problems and challenges that you want to tackle. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, it's just it's great seeing all of the, the people coming in. I've learned so much from some of my leaders who are from Oracle. I've got a phenomenal leader down in San Diego, Jim. He came in from Salesforce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I had Trevor up in Phoenix. He just came in from Oracle and he was at Microsoft previously. Yeah, you know, I've got Ricardo in um, in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. He was at Microsoft and we used to work, you know, together a long time ago. Um, and uh, and Lisa in, in Colorado, each one of my leaders has a completely different background, mm-hmm. has a completely different set of experiences. And um, it's a very flat organization. So we we just all one team. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. It's fun. So what's the one thing that surprised you in a customer visit that you've been completely surprised by what you hear or what they say? I think the biggest surprise for me has been I used to get a lot of feedback from customers in my old in my old world. Um, and it was pretty consistent in terms of customers were really wowed by Google's ability to innovate and our technology stack. Um, but we, we weren't ready. When we think about supporting them from an enterprise perspective, I've spent a lot of time in the last four months <clears throat> on the road, which is why I sound like this, mm-hmm. um, talking to customers and meeting with them and just asking, like, how's things going? How has your journey been? And it's fair to say I think the journey was a little rough quite early on for lots of good reasons. But for the customers that have stuck with us and wanted to grow, the feedback that I now get is you're ready. Mm-hmm. You're ready now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great. Um, I still think we actually can be more ready. Yeah, um, but that's been refreshing um, because now what that means is customers are putting their trust in us. And that's all we want. We want them to trust us to at least give us an opportunity to see how we can support them in this much more open world where multi-cloud is going to be prevalent. Yeah. But how can Google support what they want to do? You know, we say, we'll support you. We'll be there when you need us. We'll show up how you need us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be your partner. And so it was more of a pleasant surprise mm-hmm. that customers now have the confidence that we're in a much better position. Um, so for me, selfishly joining at this time, that's great. That's good. It means yeah. that my life is a little bit easier. Yeah. And I don't have to, I don't have to hard sell. Yeah, you know, on that side of it, and now it's about really focusing on relationships and building that foundation of trust. When people within within Google or people are like we're selling with or delivering with express some level of frustration with any aspect of what's going on today, like all these changes, I'm like, you weren't there five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Things have gotten so much better, so much more fluid, so much enterprise class. Of course, there's room, you know, room for improvement, but difference now and I truly believe it comes top down is that right now Google's full of people, whether it's in sales or support or legal or contracting or pricing or any you know, PSO, any of the, any of the parts of the organization, the orientation now I think comes from a basis of maybe confidence, mm-hmm. but also a desire to win. Yes. Like if something requires, you know, 15 manual steps because things aren't perfect yet, they're all rolling up their sleeves and doing That's it right. now. Yeah. Before I was like, that's too hard. Yeah. Oh, we can't get this person on the phone. Um, I think it's a very, very different just mindset. This this 
growth mindset. Mindset is a great word, actually. You know, it's um, we, we're facing, as you said, we're facing hard problems every day, but we, we laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is that at Google Cloud, everyone's new. Mm-hmm. Either they've come externally, they've come over from a different part of Google. Yeah. We're not that old. Yeah. And so um, we're all going through this together. Yeah. We, we all have the same challenges. But at the same time, when all you're going to do is grow and get bigger and get better, it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's it's all good. And the great news is that our leadership are so open to feedback. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been really impressed since I've come on board in terms of their ability to ask for the feedback, truly listen to the feedback, because we don't always do that. Right. Sometimes we ask and then we close our ears down. Mm-hmm. Listening to the feedback, taking action, putting together the right teams that can go resolve and communicating that. Mm-hmm. It, they're all very simple things, mm-hmm. but it, sometimes it's hard for big companies to do that. And sometimes when you're in the field, especially, you feel that you know, you're giving a lot of feedback to corporate. And then it just, you never really, there's never a feedback loop. And so some of the things that I've seen um, have come on board. But yeah, there's just there's just this great mindset. There's no whining. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have long days. And sometimes it's like, really? Are we actually going to do this? Okay. <laughs> but there's just this, we're all on board. Yeah. I think I forget what we call for it. Uh, we, we, uh, it was one of our, it's kind of around disagree. Disagree but support. Right. right? We don't yeah. agree with every decision that's yeah, made. Yeah. But we're going to support it that's because right. that's our culture yeah. and we are on Google. Yeah. So. I met with Brian and Jeff, you know, your, your peers in, in Bay Area in San Francisco. And, you know, these startups, tech natives, it's great that they use it because it yeah. validates the technology and pushes the technology to its limits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you can support Twitter, you can support Airbnb, yeah. you can support, you know, even like Zulily and mm-hmm. some of those others. Like, that's who's going to push the technology early on. Yeah. Um, but for for it to be uh, sort of a mass market, um, 50, 60, 100 billion dollar entity at some point, the traditional enterprise has to be won over. What do you think is the impact for your business in this new orientation for Google and sort of regional, in market, on the field, regional decision making? How do you think it's going to impact your business? I think it's going to be huge. Uh, you know, customers crave that. Customers want that local touch. They want to feel that they've got a support structure within their regions. Um, customers love talking to each other as well. Um, so really, when I think about my organization and how we build an enterprise, we're really about we're creating new markets. Um, and we're figuring out a way how to kind of get that connected tissue going between our partner ecosystem between our customers um, and we're, we're looking for that multiplier effect as well. And so we're trying to be very thoughtful, especially as we think about 2020, who are the key customers, key influencers in each of these different geographies that other customers are really going to take notice of? Because that's where it becomes really powerful. Um, what are some of the common challenges we see either within an industry or a geography? How can we approach that? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think having that, um, that feedback mechanism, I think having empowerment for us locally is super important. Um, we need to be able to be very agile for our customers. Um, and the, the thing that customers hate the most is when they get consumed by internal machinations, yeah. internal process. Yeah. So our ability is Google to be mature in how we deliver 
whether it's pricing, whether it's contracts, all of the different things that have to happen. Being able to do that in a very short frame of time, which is very customer centric, um, and ultimately allows us as partners to focus on solving their business problems. Mm -hmm. That's that's really where we want to get to. So, um, you know, marketing plays a huge part in Mm -hmm. this. Our marketing support that we have in the West region is incredible. Um, especially as we are breaking into new markets is Google Cloud or to new geographies is Google Cloud. You know, levering, leveraging the partner ecosystem, like we're not going to do this on our own. And actually we don't want to. Like we want to embrace. Um, and so there's just, you know, when I think about the customer at the center, there's probably 15 or 20 things that I'm building and we're building to surround ourselves with to help us be successful. Um, and I'm, you know, I am, I'm pushing hard so the folks in Sunnyvale, that as we continue to grow, we need to hire people in the regions. For sure. We don't want this to be a very corporate-centric um, you know, organization. Sure. Um, no, I think uh, Kristen Cliffhouse would agree with that. Janet Kennedy would agree with mm-hmm. that. I think it's definitely, you can see TK making more you know, global leadership hires, right. starting that on even a global level. Yeah. You can see, you know, even in Japan, APAC, and like, it's all going to, it's all going to go in that direction. I think that's, Great, because ultimately people want to uh, buy and be serviced from people that are in market. That's right. They see every day. That yeah. They're part of the community. You know, Megan, I talked a lot about community building. I think a lot of it is that. It's, it's huge. Like, so for example, Salt Lake City mm-hmm. is one of our fastest, potentially one of the fastest growing regions, not just for Google, as a region itself. There's a lot of technology companies there are. in yeah. Salt Lake City. And so the folks that, you know, I have in that, in that team over there, they've been in Salt Lake for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just yeah. very incestuous. They People know, know each other. Sure. The customers go from one organization to another. So being able to leverage that as well. Um, and that's why, again, coming back to diversity, the kind of folks that will hire in Utah, as an example, will be very different to your typical seller in San Francisco for sure. or Silicon Valley. And so I think us, that's going to be really important. I'm taking notes on where my next office is. <laughs> I got Phoenix, Orange County, Salt Lake. Phoenix City. is another one. I mean, Phoenix Amazing is a notes. great market. Yeah, uh, it's got some really good customers are, are headquartered there, and uh, Phoenix is a, a, a fun market who are really trying to accelerate how they think about. Um, I, I hate saying this, but their own digital transformation. Yeah, uh, the most overused phrase in technology today. Well, State of Arizona is our client. Right, and we, you know, started their journey with G Suite. And now are doing mm-hmm. some work on GCP with uh, the great public sector team there. So we we certainly have been there a lot now, and are hiring in that geography. So it's good to hear that there's a lot of enterprise activity there too. And I think it's not like direct, you know, direct influence. But if you're in a market where like the state yeah. has gone Google, you're like, it helps. Something to be there. You know, something, the yes. state has shut down all of its data centers. That's like a big deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a good, like if, if public sector can do it, they're supposed to be the slow ones. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's a good leading indicator. Very good. I would say. Yeah. So product wise, you know, I think it's so interesting that Google Cloud has multiple entry points mm-hmm. to clients and, um, you know, a customer's journey can start anywhere. Yeah. And even within Google Cloud, there's so many things you can start with that aren't all about uh, replacing, you know, rip and replace or, or migrate like one-to-one. And I feel like that's a really exciting thing mm-hmm. because we can meet the customer where they are. Yeah. 
So from a roadmap standpoint, like what do you see are the things that are differentiated for Google now that is a sort of an easy entry point for an enterprise customer? I mean, I think about, you know, BigQuery, obviously. Um, when we think about our approach to to data lakes and how we think about data, we're a data company at the end of the day. Yeah. So I think, you know, that is one um, that we already have a lot of traction with. But, um, you know, when I talk to customers um, and then you think about the um, potential um, closing of the acquisition of Looker, mm-hmm. think about the ability to, to actually Think about analytics and actually bringing these things together. Um, the vision APIs, mm-hmm. I love. I mean, I, I've seen them. Some of our, we've got an amazingly talented group of people in our customer engineering team. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually one of our, our guys uh, in Phoenix, he built out some amazing um, uh, demos using our vision APIs. And I think that's going to be, I mean, it's just game changing. For sure. In terms of how people think. We have a project on the table, one of the social networks that they want to use Vision API to try to identify fake profile photos. Interesting. That's an interesting. That's, yeah. Yeah. And I think what's really <laughs> exciting with Vision API is you start to talk to some very traditional customers yeah. and try to help them understand what that could do for them. You, it's kind of like, there are some services that, you know, you can make a giddy. It's just like, this is just so damn cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Vision API, you see the light bulb go on and you see some of these customers in C-suite now start to think about business transformation. Yeah. And that's what we want to be talking about. Yeah. That's what's really exciting. Um, and then Kubernetes, I mean, obviously, uh, which is the history mm-hmm. there. Um, I agree. Like, where, where else would you want to run Kubernetes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think with Anthos, it was actually one of the things that I researched about Google before I joined. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, I watched um, TK um, uh, announce Anthos uh, next. Mm-hmm. I was watching it on YouTube. And I remember thinking to myself, damn, I hope this thing's real. Yeah. I hope this is a smoke and mirrors because yeah. you know what? This is really powerful. Yeah. But it was also indicative of how we think about open. How Google thinks about how it. Google thinks about yeah. open and truly embracing that for customers in a in in its own unique way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think we have a richness. I mean, we've got, we have a richness of platform of applications. You know, one of the things that um, we have a great opportunity to is is we talk about one Google. Mm-hmm. How can we truly bring all of the different assets of Google together in a way that makes sense for a customer? Um, and Google's a big company, yeah. so it's not it's not the easiest thing in the world to do it, but it's something that we all want to do. And I, I'm actually seeing a lot of that recognition from the other product groups and the other product For areas. Sure. No, I've been in a couple couple instances now where Google Cloud has been pulled into an ads QBR right. with like a massive yep. customer, and it's you know eight hours of ads and other content and an hour and a half or two hours mm-hmm. of cloud. Which, by the way, before we used to not get it all. Right. Yeah. We did not even get invited. <laughs> we weren't. Uh, we were not. We did not have a seat at that table. <laughs> now we do, and it's with with pleasure. And actually, they ask us. They want us to be there because customers want us to be there. And I'll tell you, from my view, of course, I'm a little biased, but I saw the executive team be the most engaged during the cloud portion of that yeah. QBR. Yeah, they seem excited. Well, also just think about the opportunities to learn mm-hmm. for all of us in, in Google Cloud to go learn about. 
what does the ad business really look like and how do we do think about maps? And, and, and then conversely for them, as an individual and as, as people who like to learn, there's just tons of opportunity yeah. that that presents as well. But ultimately, you know, again, being super customer focused between the customer at the center, how can we really bring the best of Google to them every single day? Yeah. And how do we become their partner, not just for the short term, but for the long term? How do we be- become part of their fabric? Yes. You know, those are the kinds of things that we're constantly thinking about. And, and I think that's why we show up in the way that we do, because we genuinely want to get to that point. We want to build those relationships and we want to build that trust. Um, and given, our, given where we're at in the market, we having to work really, really hard mm-hmm. to get that. I mean, it's not a given, yeah. you know, um, so we don't have that luxury. Yeah. But I think that, again, going back to the, the competitive element, that makes us work even harder and it makes us be even more competitive yeah. and it makes us be more gritty. Um, and you can also see the impact of your work. And that's, you know, rewarding to go home every day and think, okay, I, I impacted something or someone. That's pretty cool. I think TK and, and Rob, and Hamadou and, and just the, the new the new leadership have, have been very direct about how the uh, healthy partner ecosystem mm-hmm. is very important to the success of Google Cloud and for enterprise adoption and acceptance. And there's different types of partners. You know, they talk about the GSIs are very important, and I, and I agree with that. They talk about the technology infrastructure partners, whether it's Cisco, Dell, HP mm-hmm. being really important, Palo Alto, NetApp. Um, all the open source, yeah. they're very big on open Huge. source yeah. uh, being a great partner. You should be able to run MongoDB anywhere mm-hmm. and all those kind of things on, on Google's platforms. Um, and then there's, you know, partners like us as well who um, sell, deliver support. Um, but as you plan your execution strategy for 2020 and beyond, and this, you know, this is a, a podcast for sharing with, with the broader market and everybody's listening <laughs> and it's a great audience to have. I'm trying not to give away any state secrets. No, yeah, no, you're doing, you're doing well so far. Um, what, what do you look for in your partner strategy? Like what's important to you? So what's important to me is um, trust is, is, is the most important thing. Um, I never feel like we own the customer. The customer is a customer. And so building trusted relationships with partners and being respectful of the relationships that they have, the relationships that you bring, the impact that you're having, um, the fact that you're a trusted advisor. I, I want partners in every one, every single one of my opportunities because I want that partner to be a trusted advisor to the customer. I want a partner who's going to hold me accountable and hold us accountable. But then I also want partners who are going to go out there and create that energy for themselves. Um, And that's really important because for us, um, partners extend our small teams. Even if we we have big teams, they're never going to be big enough for the demand. Um, And so having a partner that brings a point of view, um, I say having a partner that will hold us accountable, but ultimately having a partner that we've just got implicit trust that it could be one of your sales reps showing up to a customer or one of mine. And we know that we're both going to deliver and represent each other in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, and I think that we, we, again, from a regional perspective, we need a healthy ecosystem because as, as you outlined, there's all these different types of partners. Um, and so having partners that play well in the sandbox, is really important as well because customers, you know, they may also have a very uh, a point of view on who they want to work with. And certain partners are great at this, other partners are great at that. 
Yeah. yeah, it's really about co-investing. We want to be able to invest in our partners and we want you to invest in us because then it's shared risk, shared reward. Um, and again, similar to our teams, we're all marching in the same direction. I mean, you guys uh, are so unique because you are now 100% focused and committed on Google. We burn the ships at the harbor. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, it's, it's amazing, but it, it makes our engagement model with you is so much easier, so much more smooth uh, because it's not something that we worry about. Um, that was the intent. I mean, we always had, you know, sort of firewall teams and dedicated teams, sure. but now even, uh, you know, the, uh, the energy, you talk about energy management, yeah. the executive team being completely focused on just one uh, key partnership, yeah. still multiple products and specialties and all of those things which you need to be good at uniquely, but uh, it makes alignment a lot easier for yeah. us, of course. Yeah. Like our territories are... Oh, Jen has a new territory. Okay, that's my new territory. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we can just align across across that. Or this is where Enterprise West needs uh, help in this particular part of the value chain. Like mm-hmm. They need more delivery resources. Okay, we need to invest in that. Or hey, uh, pipeline is soft in uh, Phoenix market. Yeah, like, let's go help you create pipeline and opportunities with our existing customer base with new customers. And you can kind of direct us mm-hmm. in that way. But from the standpoint of the joint um, pursuit uh, or the joint account management, whatever you want to call it. We always look at it from the lens of the best customer experience. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think in the moments when we are truly behaving like one team, mm-hmm. by far creates the best customer experience. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And and that's why, you know, planning is super important. Again, as we get to 2020, which isn't that it's scarily close now. Um you know, one of the things I hold my teams accountable for is I mentioned inclusivity earlier, like being very, very inclusive, not only of our, you know, JMSN's team uh, in the West region and, and those partner teams, but also of our partners as well in that process. So it's not just a Google planning process, it's inclusive uh, where we can. It's, it's difficult sometimes, obviously, if there's multiple partners, but um, again, kind of opening up our conversations and dialogue so that we can be planful for the future and that we can agree on strategy. Yeah. I don't want us just to be a react, reactive mode no. because then what happens is partners get brought in too late in the process. Totally. It's hard for them to have an impact. Um, and, it, and again, it doesn't lead to what could have been a much better customer experience. No, I think, look, there's a lot of, a lot of partners, and I think Brian and Jeff actually feel this way, especially Brian is like, look, I got a lot of partners who are good order takers. Right. Yeah. Like, I need like this many people that know this technology, bring them in now, yeah. like after the sale is made. Yeah. You know, it's like, and we'll be good at that. And we'll, we'll partner with PSO closely and with great yeah. relationships there. And that investment's going to grow because I think that's a great engagement model. Customers want Google to, to sort of front end, uh, especially the first set of engagements. Mm-hmm. And we'll be, we'll be partners with PSO there. But, you know, it's like, we have to do more than that. Yeah. We have to go together, add value to your pursuits and you know there's areas that your reps actually haven't done yet or haven't Absolutely. they don't have the maps experience yeah. or the G Suite experience or who knows. Well the work that you guys have done on Anthos already. Or Anthos experience, um, yeah. We can we can deliver a box. Yes. You heard it from Sam directly yeah. today from the office of the CTO. I was like, nobody's delivering boxes. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And you guys also, I mean you're hiring incredibly um, talented and diverse people in your leadership um, and also across your regions as yeah. well. That's very important to us too. We to your point earlier, we want uh, to garner the respect of the people we're working with in the field that work at Google. So mm-hmm. we have to deliver people of that caliber. Yeah. Also for customers, they shouldn't really feel a technical difference 
That's between right. is this a SADA engineer or, or a Google engineer? Is this a SADA seller or a yeah. Google seller? Yeah. Um, I think the best experiences are when we combine forces. There's yeah. a Google badge in a the room, there's a partners in a the room, there's partner leadership, Google leadership for sure. But there shouldn't be like when the partner shows up, it's the B team. Nobody I totally agree. To totally agree. That's not the way it should be. And it's also great to see, you know, when people will go from Google to SADA. Yeah. So Scott Jensen <laughs> just blew me away. Goodness, that man has got a brain inside of a planet. So I mean, yeah. wicked, wicked smart. I, I was sitting there thinking, all right, I got at least six customers. I would love for you to just go and meet. Because that's the other thing, helping yeah. extend our leadership. Yeah. Um, that's right. And from a customer perspective. Um, mapping our executives in the right place mm-hmm. and it ultimately dividing and conquering as well. I love it when people come on board either from Google or Jason Ecosystems and we have that kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we, li- we like to be put to use at, in, in, in areas you describe, not, not because um, we maybe you know, know all the stuff that Google doesn't know. I think um, that's going to, you know, even out at some point from an experience of, an experiential point of view. But well, we can say and do things Google like can't say yeah, and do. Yeah, and that's and there's always we need you to do that. <laughs> yeah, we like to be the, the one that yeah. you know can say the things you can that go wrong. Not, a little bit. You know, <laughs> we've known to go, but all for the greater good, though. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's yeah. right. That's awesome. Well, look, I'm I'm super excited about 2020. Talk about feeling like one team. When I heard from Rob uh, Enslin that we were invited to your sales kickoff. Yeah, accelerate. January. That's right. That's never happened before. And I didn't realize that until we, we talked about it earlier. I just yeah. assumed that that was just the model that we had our key partners. So I didn't realize that this would be the first we're, year. We always had rogue side events. I heard about parties. <laughs> I definitely heard about the only parties. That's the only way for us to get a rogue event. But to be formally invited. Kick ass parties is what I have. Yeah. I would like to, like to work hard, play hard. But that's, I think it's great. I think it's a testament to where we're taking the business. It's a testament to how TK thinks about the business and the organization. Um, and I think it's testament to the commitment we have to our partners and that you have to us. Um, we want to be accessible. It shouldn't be hard to build and create these relationships. Well, look, leadership hasn't always been that way. Um, and uh, I really want to commend you for your just genuine approach and attitude towards us as partners. Like, I feel like we work for the same company yeah. when we're communicating. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You're always responsive to me. I'm always responsive to you. We're one team. And I think uh, you're leading by example in a very positive fashion. And all your lieutenants and people in the field are, are uh, sort of cut from that same thought. Yeah. And that's all we want to be. We want to be considered an extension of you. Yeah. Like we kind of work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're in it for the greater good of the customer. Yeah. And as long as we have that orientation, I think we'll continue to grow and expand and yeah. land and have a lot of fun doing it. I was about to say that the one thing that's been consistent certainly in the last four months and all of our discussions and meetings is we know how to have fun yeah. and our teams know how to have fun and I, I think that's we have to uh, again this isn't life or death stuff yeah uh, so yeah, it's exactly. important to keep ourselves grounded um, and we're playing and, the long game yeah absolutely playing we're all game. playing a long game we have to remember how fortunate enough we are to be in this position yeah to have the opportunity in the next 10 or 20 years to completely redefine yeah the industry together yeah I mean, how fortunate are we to be even sitting here you know it's crazy i told the story the other day there was a there was a point in time where i would never ever ever going to be able to work at google because i don't have a college degree and google used to have that rule no way you know back, yeah google used really? to have a rule that you had to have not only a college degree yeah. ivy league 
Of course, I remember that top forty school. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. yeah. Um, and Which is ridiculous, of course, for especially in enterprise sales. Yeah, and so it's funny. <laughs> I just my dad was just visiting, and uh, we we decided to sit down and watch some movies, and so we watched the movie The Internship. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, which I think I remember seeing like years and years and years ago. But my dad, I've been educating him on everything Google like, This is the best way to. I was trying to describe Sunnyvale. <laughs> And because um, I took him to the Kirkland campus and he was blown away, yeah. uh, so we watched that movie and it was hilarious. But and I, I was and I said that to Dad. I'm like, Dad, you know, a few years ago I wouldn't have been able to join this company, um, and here I am, and I'm here for the long game. Thank you for being on Cloud and Clear. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.